Welcome to the Savvy Working Mom podcast. This is the place where we share strategies to help you create a life you love. I'm your host, Whitney, a real-life working mom at a Fortune 500, professional speaker, and coach. I'm going to help you get real-life relief with simple systems so you can find more time and have less stress. With intentional daily action, you can live your best days now and forever. You've probably heard that clarity and self-care are two of the keys for building an awesome life. But in today's busy world, who has the time to figure out exactly what that means for herself? You can learn on your own, but you're learning in a vacuum. And with how much you have going on, it becomes really easy to put your own personal growth on the back burner, which is where I come in. When you work with me, you'll get support from someone who really understands the challenges of being a working mom. I want to give you a special invite to request a free strategy call with me by visiting thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. Again, that URL is thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. I look forward to talking to you soon. Hey mama, I want to talk to you about delegation. I know it can be hard to delegate, but when you do, when you delegate the right way, you free yourself up to work on what matters most. You free yourself up to thrive. And so it's so essential that us busy mamas figure out a way to start to delegate. I want to share with you the two big fears that I found most women have when it comes to delegation. And there are two that I definitely worked through, especially when I went from an analyst to a manager. When I was an analyst, I was valued for the quantity of work that I could put out. And let me tell you, I was putting out work like nobody's business. If somebody did one Excel sheet, I did two. If somebody did one presentation, I did three. Whatever it took, I did more because I felt like that's what I had to do to get ahead. I have since learned that that is not the case, but I also had some great evolution of my career because of it. Having said that, when I finally got promoted from analyst to manager, the quantity of work that I delivered was no longer where the company needed me to provide, where they needed to find value in me. As a manager of people, they needed me to lead the people. Well, really in that role to manage the people, to make sure that they were doing the quantity of work that was needed to get things done. Having said that, delegation was really, really hard for me. And it started with the two main fears. Yes, I had both of them. And here's what they are. The first is a fear that no one can do it like you. Let me tell you, I am good at what I do and I was good at what I did then. And I was afraid that if I delegated out any of the tasks that I had, no one could do it like me. And it stopped me from delegating things, not only at home, I mean at work, sorry, not only at work, but also at home. I wouldn't want to share tasks with anyone because I was nervous that they weren't going to do it the same way that I did. And here's the thing. I'm going to bust that myth for you right now. The fact, the truth is that yes, no one can do it like you. No one is going to do it the way you do. You are amazing. You're awesome. You've probably been doing this thing for a long time, whatever it is that you're struggling with delegating. And at the end of the day, no one is going to do it exactly like you. But here's what's wonderful. No one needs to do it like you. They just need to get it done. They just need to produce the outcome. If it's laundry that you're talking about delegated, 
Do the clothes all get clean and put away? Yes. Do they have the same meticulous folding or hanging that you might do? No. But are they clean? Yes. Good. You're good to go. When it comes to work, is someone going to create the exact same Excel formulas that you're going to use? Are they going to make the chart in the exact same way? Are they going to create the PowerPoint with the exact same animations you might use? Probably not. But will they create a document that suffices to get the message across and to support the vision that's being shared? Probably yes. And that's where we have to focus. We have to focus on the outcome. A way I like to say this is there's, there's more than one way to scramble an egg. Let me tell you, I like to cook. And so in my house on Saturday or Sunday mornings, cooking is one of the pleasures that I have. Still, I can't always do it. Well, I guess I could, but I choose not to always do it. Every once in a while, I will ask my husband to help and I'll ask him to make breakfast. And here's the thing with making eggs, which is something that we love to eat on the weekends. I cook them in a very specific way. And because I like to do it and I like the outcome, I always want to do it and I get a little frustrated when they don't turn out the way I do. And here's how I cook eggs. I take a cold pan. Well, I put the pan on the stove, but I don't turn it on. Then I crack my eggs into a bowl. I add a little bit of milk and some seasoning and I beat those eggs up with my fork. And once, yes, I use a fork, not a whisk. And once those eggs are beat, I put them in a pat of butter into the cold pan. And then I turn the heat on to low and slowly stir those eggs. And let me tell you, the result is delicious. I usually add cheese at the end too, because cheesy eggs, yes, just yes. So my husband though, when he makes eggs, I'm pretty sure that he also thankfully beats the eggs in a bowl versus mixing them right in the pan. But he beats them in the egg in the bowl, maybe sprays the pan with pan spray and then dumps them into a hot skillet and cooks them in probably 30 seconds. Same result? No. Having said that, are the eggs tasty? Yes, because he uses seasoning too. And are they edible? Yes. They're tasty. I guess they're more than edible, you could say. They're tasty, they're nutritious, and they're cooked. And by letting him do that, I have freed myself up to do other things. And so that fear, that idea that no one can do it like you, it's real, but it also should not stop you from letting someone else try. Focus on the outcomes. No one can do it like you. But again, the great news is they don't have to. They just have to get it done. The other fear when it comes to delegation that I have struggled with, and I know many, many women do, is the fear that when you delegate, you will be less valuable. Let me say this again. There is a fear that I struggled with when I became a manager, which is that when I delegated work, when I gave work to others, that I would become less valuable. Remember, I got promoted largely because of the quantity of work I could do. So giving away any amount of work seemed to chip away at my value. It also feels to me like as a society, we tend to value women for what they can do for others rather than who they are intrinsically. And so not doing for others, asking others to instead do for you creates guilt and a feeling of like, maybe you're not as valuable as you thought you were. But let me tell you, that is simply not true. As we evolve, our expectations 
for ourselves and the expectations that others have of us also evolve. When I went from analyst to manager, again, the focus was no longer on the quantity of work I provided, but how I managed the people who reported into me. At home, when I delegate, I am able to ensure that I focus on the areas where I can add the most impact. And listen, some days the most impact isn't about serving breakfasts. It's instead about getting the kids together, organizing the activity, or sometimes it's even about getting work done so that I can mentally free myself up to be a mom and a wife and participate in the family activities that afternoon. When you delegate, you do not become less valuable. When you delegate, you free yourself up to work on the areas where you can make the most impact. And that is what's most valuable. Delegation is key to thriving in this busy, full life that us working moms have. To get there, to delegate easily, you first have to walk through that fear whether it's a fear that you will be less valuable because you delegate or a fear that no one can do it like you, know that those fears aren't real. They're just the thoughts that you're telling yourself. And if you put pen to paper, if you take action and try to delegate, you'll see that those fears aren't really real. So, Listening to this podcast is only going to help so much. Taking action on what you hear is really what's going to take you to the next level. So I want to challenge you. Think of something that you've been trying to delegate, whether it's at home or at work. Understand whether or not it is a fear from stopping you and then bust through that fear. I want you to make a plan to delegate that thing tonight or tomorrow. And here's two pro tips to help you out. If your fear is that no one can do it like you can, take some time to write down the steps of how you do it so that you can share that with the person you're going to delegate to. And if your fear is that you will be less valuable because you're delegating work, take some time to write down what you will do instead once you've delegated that work. How will you free yourself up to work on something where you can add more impact and remind yourself of that impact you're going to add by delegating before you delegate the task and as the task is completed by someone else. That's all we've got for this episode of the Savvy Working Mom podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Also make sure to link up with us at thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash blog and on Instagram at thesavvyworkingmom. And please just share, share, share this podcast with any other mama who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, with intentional and daily action, you can live your best days now and forever.